Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on what is supposed to be a football Friday, talking about, you know, a football game that is being played in Oxford this weekend. But news broke last night that we've got to talk about Lane Kiffin and the school are being sued by a current scholarship football player over what is being described as crisis reaction, at least according to ESPN. So we got to talk about it. I uh, read the suit myself, and um, there's a a lot there. Um, It's a mess. It's a messy situation. We'll talk about it right here on this edition of the Rebel Report. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. Search Rebel Report wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. And follow me on social media, at Michael Borkey, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you can find me there. And this podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website. If you are in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. For all of your office technology needs, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. Got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so you know there is one in your backyard. And they've got local loan servicing and decision-making, so you don't have to hop on Zoom to to get a loan if you need one. Uh, They have great online banking. It's uh, a one-stop shop. You just need an internet connection. You don't need multiple apps to do what you want to do with your money. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So the story broke last night. I I read the suit itself. I'm not going to read the suit to you because it's long and lawyery and wordy. I will... Um, and I know reading is not the best broadcasting. It's it's really bad, actually. But if you haven't read it yourself, um, I, I've got to go through it this way. I think it's best to, to keep you, um, to provide you the best detail of what exactly this is. And then, of course, I'll give you my take on, on all of this as well. So reading from ESPN, Ole Miss defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins. Uh, who is, in fact, or was on the team. Uh, frankly, I've had some friends text me and say, I had no idea that guy played football at Ole Miss. He, he has recorded like four tackles in his career, been on the team for a few years. Uh, back to the story, who said he was recently kicked off the team for missing practices and meetings during a, quote, mental health crisis, end quote, is suing the university and Lane Kiffin for failure to provide equal protection racial and sexual discrimination, yes, you heard that second part right, and multiple other allegations according to the lawsuit, which apparently was filed Thursday. Rollins, a backup lineman, that is not exactly true, but it's backups are number two on the, anyway, whose career has been marred by injuries is seeking $10 million in compensatory damages and $30 million in punitive damages. Yes, you guys heard that correct. 
The lawsuit alleges that Kiffin intentionally took adverse action against Rollins, quote, on account of race for requesting and taking a mental health break, but not taking adverse action against white student athletes, end quote, for the same request. It also alleges sexual discrimination on the basis that Ole Miss has, quote, not taken adverse action against female student athletes for requesting and taking a mental health break, end quote. Yes, you you heard that correctly. Um, The suit alleges he is being discriminated against because he is a man. Ole Miss released a statement saying, quote, we have not received a lawsuit. DeSanto was never removed from the football team and remains on scholarship. In addition, he continues to have the opportunity to receive all of the resources and advantages that are afforded to a student athlete at the university. End quote. For what it's worth, by the way, he remains um, on the football team's website as a member of the the team. He is still rostered at Ole Miss, and uh, that is what Ole Miss said. Kiffin declined to comment, smart move on his part, uh, deferring to the university's statement. The lawsuit, back to the story, which was filed in U.S. District Court for Northern District of Mississippi, Oxford Division, and obtained by ESPN, alleges that at the time of the incident, Ole Miss, quote, did not have written institutional procedures for routine mental health referrals, end quote. It also states that Kiffin, the rest of the coaching staff, and the football athletic trainers were not provided with, quote, role-appropriate training about the signs and symptoms of mental health disorders and the behaviors of student-athletes to monitor that may reflect psychological concerns, end quote. Um, I don't know what the procedures are like within the Ole Miss Athletic Department. I do know that they have um, and have had for years um, people on staff that deal with mental health issues. So it's an interesting way to frame that. But I do know my experience as a student at the school. Um, It was made aware to me, and this is a long time ago, that if I needed mental help, if I needed counseling, the school provided it for me. I knew that that was a possibility. And I've seen, you know, it's anecdotal because it's Twitter and and all that, but I've seen more recent students say, like, at orientation, they were like, hey, counseling here, if you need it, here's where you can go. It is free to you. If you are a student here and you need something like that, this is where you go. It is free for you. That is standard uh, uh, in colleges across the country, and apparently Ole Miss uh, falls in that standard. I know they did when I was in school. Continuing. According to the lawsuit, Rollins suffered multiple injuries during his career with the Rebels, including a concussion in the spring of 2022 and an injury to his right Achilles tendon that July. The lawsuit claims Rollins, quote, suffered severe depression, anxiety, frustration, embarrassment, humiliation, and the loss of sleep and appetite from the injury to his Achilles. The lawsuit further states that nobody within the athletic department or football staff provided Rollins with materials about mental health or a mental health referral after the injury. Let me pause there. Um, Actually, I'll keep going, and I'll address this later. Never mind, sorry. He was reinstated to practice the following month, and in August, he aggravated a previous injury to the LCL in his left knee. In addition to the physical pain he suffered, the lawsuit states Rollins suffered from, quote, severe depression. Now I'll pick this up. Um, I know it's important for, it's vital that athletic departments and universities for regular students provide resources for people if they need mental health help. 
I myself have needed it. We'll probably get into this a little bit later. Um, but what, what, I've, what I've learned and, and what should be obvious to people is you can't expect. I couldn't, when I was going through what I was going through, expect others to know that. You can't just expect people to know that you're struggling. How often do you hear stories of people that have unfortunately harmed themselves or taken their own life or, or had stories like mine that have said, or people around them have said, I had no idea. I had no idea they felt that way. Because people like me, are, we're really good at hiding it. I have essentially three bosses at work. We have the program director, the president of the, the company, and the owner of the company. Um, I had a handful of things happen in my life. I've told you guys about this before um, that have been professionally described as uh, trauma, personal trauma, things that have happened to me uh, a few years ago. And it caused me to slip into a severe depression. It's true. It, it, it happened. I, I have seen somebody for it. This is a real thing. I'm not BSing you guys. I, have, I got professional help after this happened to, to help me through it um, and still kind of struggle sometimes to this day. But it was starting to affect my work. Um, I was absent-minded. I wasn't really there. Frankly, I wasn't doing everything that I was supposed to do. I, I kind of lost my ability to do my job in some cases. I, I, I was not meeting the standard of my position. And it started affecting me. And so finally, I, I was able to tell my bosses what I was going through and what happened. And all of their reactions were, I, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Because how could they have known? Th there was no way they could have known unless I went to them to tell them that something was wrong with me. And after I did that, they have been accommodating and loving and helpful to me because they knew. That's why when you have these mental health campaigns, they're focused on tell somebody. Don't be afraid to speak up because people can't know what is going on inside of your head. And so, again, this is how a lawsuit is framed. I have no idea. If Mr. Rollins, what he was dealing with, I, I'm not in his shoes. I've never walked in his shoes. I have no idea what injuries could have done to him mentally. But I don't like how this is framed, where you are blaming people for not knowing what was going on inside of your head initially. Well, I was hurt and they didn't give me mental health counseling because not everybody that gets injured needs it. And they already had a system in place that allowed you to, to, to get it. You sh I don't like that. That frustrates me. Because unless you tell somebody, and later on he did. We'll get to that in a little bit. But to have something happen to you and then expect people to just know how it's affecting you, that's not how it works. My bosses did not know. They didn't know what happened. But they also didn't know what was affecting me. Once I told them, they helped me. And that's a tough challenge for people in positions like mine to overcome is to tell somebody because you feel so ashamed. Even though what happened is not your fault, you still feel ashamed of what happened to you and you feel ashamed that you're not yourself for a while. 
But I did a really good job of hiding that I wasn't okay. If, if people don't know, they don't know. Anyway, sorry uh, to get off that soapbox, but that stood out to me. It's just, they didn't just give, anyway, continuing to read from the article. On November 28, 2022, Rollins met with defensive line coach Randall Joyner for an exit meeting, and Rollins said Joyner tried to persuade him to enter the transfer portal. Rollins declined to transfer, and on January 6, 2023, Rollins' grandmother passed away, and he continued to suffer severe depression, according to the lawsuit. Now, um, players being told to transfer, that's kind of the ugly underbelly of college sports, but... In an exit meeting, when a coach tells you, we don't foresee you playing a big role here, you'll stay on scholarship, and he still is, but if you want to play, you need to go play somewhere else, because we, we don't see that in your future here. That's not atypical. That is not an old Miss thing. That is a college football thing. It is very normal. It happened before the portal continuing to happen. Um, frankly, if I were a player, and again, I wasn't in that conversation, but just a, as a general rule, I would like to be told, hey, we don't really see a role for you here. I would want to know that. But anyway, on February 27, 2023, Rollins met with Kiffin, who informed Rollins he was moving from defensive tackle to the scout team's offensive line because he wouldn't transfer. According to the lawsuit, Rollins also asked Kiffin if this was a, quote, choice or a command, end quote. Um, if the head coach tells you to do something, you do it. That is how it works. Continuing, Rollins alleged that Kiffin told him, quote, if he didn't like it, then he should quit, end quote. That is the appropriate response to something like that. You don't get to pick where you play. If you don't like it, leave. That, that's how it should work. You do what you are asked to do. If you don't like what you're asked to do, there are things that you can do in response. At that point, Rollins told Kiffin he was going to take a, quote, mental break, according to the lawsuit. Yes, that timeline matches up. He was told that he was going to switch positions, and then and this is what followed. Rollins went to his car and immediately called strength and conditioning coach Nick Savage and reiterated his need for a mental break. His mother said she called the school's athletic trainer, Pat Jernigan, and told him that Rollins was, quote, suffering a mental health crisis. She requested Jernigan get a counselor to speak with her son and monitor him. According to the lawsuit, that meeting was scheduled for Rollins with Josie Nicholson, the school's assistant athletic director for sports psychology. Again, you allege that there was no option, and then you explored that option. You, you see how those are contradictory? In the lawsuit, you say that there were no services provided, and then you soon thereafter used the services that were provided. She encouraged him to take a step back and scheduled a follow-up session for March 7th when he returned for his next season. Nicholson told him Kiffin wanted to meet with him again, but Rollins said he wasn't ready to see the head coach yet. Rollins didn't meet with Kiffin again until March 21st, despite repeated requests from the football staff. During the meeting, Rollins legally recorded Kiffin without his knowledge. You can do that in Mississippi, as long as one party knows. As I understand it, lawyers check me on that. And a copy of the transcript was included in the lawsuit. ESPN has heard the audio recording, but was not able to independently verify it. 
Here's a quote from Kiffin. Okay, you have, and I'm going to tame it down for young ears. Okay, you have a, a effing head coach. This is a job. Guess what? If I have mental issues and I'm not diminishing them, I can't not see my effing boss. When you are told again and again the head coach needs to see you, wasn't to make you practice, wasn't to play a position you don't effing want to, okay? It was to talk to you and explain to you in the real world, okay? So I don't give a F what your mom says, okay? Or what you think in the real effing world, you show up to work and then you say, hey, I have mental issues, I can't do anything for two weeks, but if you change my position, I won't have mental issues. I guarantee you, if we effing called you in and said you're playing defense, would you have mental issues? Rollins said, I definitely would. During the audio exchange, Rollins is heard saying, I mean, you're acting like my issues aren't real. Here's Kiffin. I didn't say they're not real. You show up when your head coach, when your boss, wants to meet with you. It wouldn't have been like this. If you would have come here, when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, you say, quote, I'm not ready to talk to him. Rollins said, I wasn't. Kiffin replied, what effing world do you live in? Rollins said, I don't see, you, see why you have to be disrespectful, honestly. Kiffin said, get out of here. Go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. Go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your effing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach asks to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks, we can remove you from the team. It's called being a P-word. It's called hiding behind S-word and not showing up to work. There was more to that conversation, but that, that is a, a decent enough summary from ESPN. Again, the whole lawsuit's available for you to read. If you want to read it, I did. It's filled with legalese and stuff like that. The lawsuit alleges that, quote, as a proximate result of the actions and inactions of the defendants, Rollins has suffered physical pain and emotional distress and anguish, end quote. It also cites the Americans with Disabilities Act, alleging that Rollins was kicked off the football team because of his disability, which it states was a, quote, mental impairment, end quote. In addition to the allegations of gross negligence and negligence, the lawsuit alleges intentional infliction of emotional distress, distress, stating that, quote, Kiffin acted willfully and maliciously, recklessly, and wantonly in words and deeds towards Rollins. No person, here's a quote, should be subjected to this type of abuse when they're suffering a mental health crisis. He just wanted some time to get through his grandmother's death. It wasn't even spring ball yet, but I don't care. It could have been the regular season. Sometimes everybody needs a break. Rollins and his attorney filed a tort, filed a tort claims demand letter on May 3rd, but said in the lawsuit the defendants have not responded to it. Ra oh, here. Rollins, an honor roll student expecting to graduate in December with a business degree, has played in only three games as a reserve defensive lineman heading into the season. He redshirted in 2020 and played in one game as a sophomore in 2021 as a backup defensive tackle against Austin P. Rollins declined comment other than telling ESPN, quote, I love Ole Miss, but they do not love me. Something that uh, was not mentioned in this article, which I find interesting from ESPN, is not only is he asking for $30 million in punitive damages and $10 million in compensatory damages, he is asking to be uh, reinstated on the football team and to play defensive line. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, 
An interesting omission from, honestly, that needs to be part of the story, and ESPN omitting that tells you, uh, tells you something, at least I think it does. Um, I don't, again, I'm not in his shoes, I don't know what he's going through, I don't know what he went through. But, um, I know what was written by an attorney, a lawyer, whatever you want to call this person, uh, even though Ole Miss has yet to receive a lawsuit. Um, what I read, and, and what is being uh, asked for in this suit, makes it unserious. And if this young man actually was going through a mental health crisis, what has been written in the lawsuit makes it unserious is the word I'm going to keep using. It makes it unserious. Because where I sit, if somebody treated me so poorly, if somebody was racist towards me, if somebody verbally accosted me in such a way where I feel that I am owed $40 million, I don't want to return to his football team. I don't want to return to his football team. And as somebody with mental health issues, at least in the past, I would like to think I'm I'm in a a good spot now, thanks to people close to me and resources that I've used myself. Um, Stories like this make it harder for people to take me seriously. It, it, it does. It simply does. I, I hate to, to be this guy, but it again, the lawsuit reads like what most people think it is. Now, the conversation, the recorded conversation, um, frankly, Kiffin could have handled it better. Should have handled it better. Um, I understand that that kind of language is uh, used often. Uh, by football coaches, because football coaches are not, um, they're, they're football coaches, is what they are, they talk like this, that, that that's common language, and, and I know there are a lot of people like that want to pretend that it's not this way, or are shocked when they see the F word and the P word, that, that's what football coaches say. However, Lane Kiffin did not handle this perfectly. I, I, if you gave him a do-over, I, I'd be willing to bet he would take a do-over, because the, the language is not good. But the principle is spot freaking on. It's spot on. That that just because the tone and the delivery is bad doesn't mean what he's saying is not inaccurate. If I disappeared from my job for two weeks and my bosses were calling me and texting me to come see them and I just didn't, I would lose my job, as would all of you. At least I think that that is simply not something that real people can get away with. He is absolutely spot on in that messaging, and the the timing of getting uh, of being told that you're not going to have a role here, we're going to move you to offensive line for scout team purposes, and then all of this happening is at least noteworthy. But bad language absolutely correct messaging from Lane Kiffin. You don't show up here. We're, we're looking to 
get you to come talk to me and you refuse and you expect to just come here and everything's okay? That's not how it works. If you, if you are going through a mental health crisis and you are, you are seeking counsel for that, you still have to talk to your football coach about it. You still have to tell the person in charge of the program and, and the team that you're on what is going on. You have to do that. And not doing that should lead, it should lead to you being removed from the team. And it didn't happen. Kiffin said it, it, but it it didn't happen. He's still on the team. So Ole Miss makes those resources available. The suit itself talks about the resources that were made uh, available. Um, The conversation uses language that Kiffin probably would have taken back. The principle, though, of it is spot on. And the money that is being asked for and... Framing it this way as it's racial discrimination, it's sexism, sexual discrimination against a man. And so awful to the point where you're seeking $40 million, asking to be returned to the football team and also play the position you want to play, makes this deeply unserious. And if it is a real thing, if it is a serious thing, if he is really going through some serious stuff, the the adults in the room here are failing him. Let's put it that way. Are, are failing him. If that's what's going on here. But you can't, in life and in football, tell the coach what position you're going to play. You can't, and in life and in football, disappear for weeks and expect nothing to happen to you. And then suing for $40 million and also you have to play me at defensive line again makes this seem, frankly, a bit ridiculous. And I'm kind of underselling it. It feels like feels like we all know what's going on here. It's a shame that that's how I feel about this because I've been in that position before. But the demands tell you, tell me, that so, either either it's a money grab or there's an adult in the room that is failing him. Because this, not serious. Football tomorrow. We'll talk about football tomorrow after the game. Ole Miss Georgia Tech uh, should be beautiful weather and basically a sold-out crowd. I think it's damn near close. So enjoy your football and enjoy your game day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night after the game. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.